0: or by contacting me directly, Damon, at ExityourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka. And with me today, I've got Valentin Radu. From Omni Convert, I am so happy to have you here, Valentine. We're going to be talking about customer lifetime value optimization, and those of you listening, if you are in e-commerce and don't know what we're talking about, you need to listen in. So, Valentine, glad to have you today.
1: Hey, Demon, and uh, hello, everyone. I'm really happy to be here as well. And uh, yeah, let's get this going.
0: Yeah, let's do it. So now. You've been in e-commerce and marketing for a while now. Kind of explain your, your background and how you started to realize about customer value optimization and lifetime value and how it really started to click with you. What, what caused that? I guess we'll talk about your background first, but then we'll get
1: yeah, into yeah, that. yeah, sure. So I've been starting uh, my uh, entrepreneurial journey back in two thousand and one, and in two thousand and six, I've uh, co-founded uh, an e-commerce uh, e-commerce company. We were uh, selling online car insurance here in, uh, mm-hmm. in Europe, in Romania, and we realized that we we're paying a lot of money on Google AdWords at some point we we needed to do something so because we were always breaking even we weren't making so much yeah. money our friends were laughing at us because they were having all, all these paid jobs and they were mocking our entrepreneurial thing and we needed to to do something so it 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 started out of uh, let's say need you know we were struggling to 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 become profitable so we've started to analyze the 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 revenue uh, from uh, from various types of customers, and we realized hmm, there are some customers which are better than others. And we've started to segment them. After that, we've started to see that customers are coming back over and over again. the 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 business uh, was already three years old when we started to 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 piece things uh, together, and we've realized that we uh, the, the customer retention plus the uh, annual contract value for each of the customers we're making uh, this Pareto law work, work for us, right? 80%. Yeah. So yeah. we, we realized that uh, the people, we we had the truck drivers, we had the luxury car owners. These were having a fantastic customer lifetime value. So with that being said, we, we started to uh, change our acquisition strategy according to this new reality. And that paid off significantly because if you were a truck driver, your customer lifetime value would be... Uh, Nine times higher than the average customer. Yeah, yeah. And after that, we 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 started to to make our business work. We we got to a point where we got to fourteen million in uh, in turnover. I made the exit from that company, and I've started to apply this uh, these principles in the new company that I've uh, I've co-founded. So after uh, after that, it was clear that. Uh, a lot of e-commerce companies are missing out on this opportunity to become customer centric and to understand hey who am i selling these products to which are my best customers what they are buying when they are buying why they are buying because if you know those three different things then your strategy to to acquire and retain customers will can change uh, significantly and you you can leverage your efforts because in uh, in e-commerce as in other business models as well is about becoming, uh, being relevant and being profitable, leveraging your own time. Because as we can see here, nobody's going to give us back our gray hair. So if you yeah. business, why can't we make it profitable? Why, why don't we, uh, leverage our, our time and efforts by acquiring the right customers?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's great how you said how, how it came out of, out of the fact that you needed, it was out of need right you you had you had no choice that you needed to make make more money or get more profits on what you did and you found the way to do that by retaining those customers for longer in that in that business and then you rolled that the money into forward and, and invested in OmniConvert. convert so in omni convert now what are what are you doing specifically in helping customers
1: yeah we have um, we have free 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 business lines. Let's say the first one is uh, education. We mm-hmm. we educate people towards uh, uh, customer value optimization. This is a, a rather new discipline. Even though that customer lifetime value as a concept is old uh, in, in retail and in other business models, it, it's something uh, they used to say that uh, that anecdote about. Uh, uh, Customer lifetime value is like sex in high school. Everyone talks about it, but now nobody does it. So basically, we we try to teach people around how to measure correctly, how to improve it correctly. And that's a business line. We're having uh, uh, our own CVO Academy, right? Teaching people around it. And we also train agencies and uh, uh, companies around how to improve uh, customer lifetime value. Another business line is uh, our own consulting arm. We have around 25 people which are providing services of uh, customer value optimization and conversion rate optimization as well. So we we have a data-driven team which is uh, working with uh, mid sized and large companies from various verticals because we need to learn about what we need to do. And we have this knowledge to our network of uh, of agencies that we are training towards improving customer lifetime value, and the third business uh, line is uh, that we have uh, uh, technologies. Right, we we have a, a e-commerce growth suite which is built around customer value optimization. We have an A/B testing tool, a survey tool, a segmentation tool, a customer data platform as well. That it's empowering uh, e-commerce companies and agencies to to improve. Uh, clv for uh, for for e-commerce uh, companies
0: wow that's cool that's cool so what is what is one of your uh, just a typical customer is it a, a is the size in turnover mm-hmm. in you know what, yeah. what's the kind of thing that they're doing uh
1: the the best fit customers for us are the ones which are uh, north of uh Four or five million in, uh, yeah. in, in turnover, in annual turnover, because they uh, they started, they, they reached the plateau and they are, let's say, they have a solid enough business so that they can uh, think strategically about their business. So they are not struggling to survive and they have the patience to 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 gain results because CVO, it's a long-term, it's the long-term, right? The long-term game is not the short-term game. In the short-term game, we are only about acquisition and uh, getting uh, uh, your bucks out of your uh, ad investment. Yeah. Uh, Also, there are companies which are having uh, uh, enough customers, right? So you you need, in order to segment and in order to look at the patterns, to analyze the clusters of companies, you need to have uh, around uh, at least 30,000 uh, customers in your database. So th- this is the sweet spot of companies that are uh, are already there. That's the minimum, yeah. uh, uh, Let's say dimension that they should be having in yep. order to leverage this type of initiative.
0: Yeah. So this is this is really interesting because I think there's the a there's a lot of companies that fit this, n- no doubt. Yeah. Um. So a lot of companies, as as you said we're want to push pay-per-click and customer acquisition. Yeah. And you, you talk more about lifetime value optimization or customer value optimization. Why do you think that it's, it is it more important? Is it, is it 80, 20 kind of when you look at the overall, what, what do, you, what do you think really is the best mix of, of these? Yeah.
1: So, Damon, we are coming after decades of acquisition marketing where a lot of the media uh, the, the media giants have tricked all the market around acquisition because that was their customer value optimization method. Yeah, and, yeah. Their customers buying more and more acquisition uh, uh, services and uh, ways to, to grow their business. Yeah. And uh, there's another phenomenon happening. We have a lot of... Uh, marketers right now being trained by those media agencies. I mean, we we don't have the formal education uh, around these things because the academic uh, environment is not keeping up the pace too well with, with what's happening in the market. Therefore, wow. the marketers are being trained by the, the companies which have that, that vested interest. And that's why we, we haven't been, uh, let's say aware about the life cycle marketing. So it's not acquisition or customer retention or conversion. It's about the whole life cycle from the very beginning. We have acquisition, we have conversion, and then we have customer retention. And all of those three components, if they are orchestrated correctly, you have customer value optimization. These are the three pillars of customer value optimization. When you acquire the right customer, convert the the, the traffic with the right product, and then it's way more easy to 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 retain customers uh, once you 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 do this.
0: Yeah. Oh, well said. I mean, you, there was so much in there. I just want to unpack a little bit of that because you are absolutely right. When you look at, uh, and I hadn't thought about it like this before. But the all the people that get trained on marketing now, I mean, most of them have been trained something around Google. Yeah. And Google makes money only if you're trying to acquire new customers for the most part. And exactly. you're right. With customer lifetime value optimization, it's really about retaining that customer, keeping them around longer, more products. And and just because it is, they already know your products. They know what you you have a good product quality. You have uh, different products they can use, and just continue to help them solve their problems or, or get the products that they want from you. Exactly, that's way better, way better. And I never thought about it from the fact because there is a vested interest in them to to just talk about acquisition. And yeah, it, that's
1: that's what they sell. It's, yeah, uh, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, no, it, no, it, it mainly does their business, and that's why they train people. They have they have this uh, uh, interest on having on teaching people how to acquire uh, customers. So it's not like it's just that we are biased, and and there are few companies which are learning on their own, having uh, getting a few steps back and realizing, hey, what's important for me because. I've been an entrepreneur there and I've been trapped into this thinking of uh, a shiny new toy right looking yeah. at the new new tiktok ads whatever pr campaigns yeah. there are a lot of things that you think you are missing out as an entrepreneur and all the entrepreneurs are uh, let's say future oriented and they are open to innovate and to adapt new things because otherwise they would be staying in, a, in into an existing system they wouldn't be creating their own system and mm-hmm. The idea is that if you don't look at the business essentials and if you don't nail the fundamentals, let's say, what am I doing as an e-commerce? I'm I'm getting products to customers, and I need to ch- check if those customers are happy, if they are willing to return. I, I need to close the gap, right? I need to I need to close the loop. Otherwise, if I'm focused only on the first part, I need to send products to people, then I if I don't have this customer feedback, if I am not improving based on customer feedback, if I'm not having more and more customers, I'm not activating the second the second e-commerce growth flywheel. And I think there are grow, two growth flywheels. The first one is the company acquires customer, invests money and acquires new customer. Then those with that those money they invest more, so they ship products and all they do is activating the 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 first e-commerce growth flywheel. The second one is when you acquire customers, and then you get feedback. You improve your services, and there are two things that are happening. Those customers are come are coming back, and also those customers are activating the word of mouth because they are so happy about it. And that's uh, as old as since since the trade is right under promise over deliver. If I'm doing the right job, you're gonna re- recommend me to your uh, to, to your peers, to your uh, to your friends. If I'm not yeah. doing the right job. You're gonna go out there and uh, and pay for more uh, customers that never come back.
0: Yeah well that's that's a great point and I, I like how you've broken it down into the two different flywheels because there are a lot of companies that live like you said, with the first flywheel where it's g- getting new customers selling a product, getting new customers selling a product. Yeah. And then you look at others that do they acquire customers, but then they romance there's someone that I know Don Williams talks about romancing the customer. And making them feel really good about their yeah. their experience with you and you think of some brands you know some of these global brands in the us a lot of the outdoor brands are very good at that about creating you know why why do i want to spend hundreds of dollars on a special coat for i'm a climber and i want to climb mountains yeah. you know and and then they not only do they have a coat but they have the right pants they have the right boots they have the right socks they have the right yeah. and and they keep developing these products and making them very well and the experience for the buyer if they don't fit right send them back whatever the the things that their customers really want them to do they continue to do that and that leads into the second flywheel you're saying where you you get over the i've sold the customer the first time but now my cus the customer is saying hey you gotta buy this jacket I, I i'm i love it so much they were so nice to me they created an experience uh that that i just loved and i've got all these other products from them too and i don't really need to go a lot of other places and i keep at as the the person's buying it it's a good experience and as the seller of those products my lifetime value just keeps inching up as, as they continue to do that. And like you said, their word of mouth to all their friends in their climbing groups that they're talking about, will will try their products as well. That's, that's really good. That's really, I like the way you said that. I like the way you said that. So now one of the things that I was thinking about it as, as we were getting and talking before and getting ready for this is, do you see that e-commerce is finding some uh maturing of the overall industry and it's just as costing more to acquire customers because they've bought yeah. what they needed to buy and me trying to sell that same climber another jacket there's already two other people that they've talked or seen that do that and it's just getting more and more expensive to acquire customers overall
1: Yeah 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 so the customer acquisition costs we're doubling since last year, according to statistics. It's oh, God. <laughs> 89% more expensive on Facebook ads and 108% on uh, Google ads and YouTube ads as well. So mainly it's uh, twice as expensive to acquire uh, cost- customers at uh, at this moment. And what happens? And that happened may- mainly for, for, for two main reasons. A lot of retailers have fluted uh, the, the internet, we've uh, migrated to the digital channels and they've yep. built their own uh, uh, digital sales uh, channels. And the second reason was this uh, fight uh, of, of the internet giants with uh, the iOS 15 cookie. Yep. Uh, we've seen that Android is uh, is shutting down their uh, their cookies as well. So mainly that made the customer acquisition less effective as as it used to be because now you you... The algorithms are not working, yeah, like they used to anymore. So that's why the that's forcing companies to get creative on that. and the, there are there are some steps here, and I've seen this pattern over and over again. The business owners and the e-commerce managers realize, hey, we have a problem with the acquisition. and uh, it's that thing from Einstein, right? You can't solve the problem at the same level of thinking where where you were uh when that problem was created so you need to level up to elevate your thinking and because if you have an acquisition problem you don't have an acquisition problem you have a business model problem so maybe if it's twice more expensive to acquire a customer and if you are not calculating if you're not data driven enough to understand how much money can i get from a single customer Throughout the entire lifespan, if you don't make this calculation, you are trapped into a financial perspective where your p and is not going to show you that your cohorts and your customer retention is not going to show you the, the, the future because there, the assumptions are, are just based on some uh, past data, right? Yeah. You, you can't look at, uh, we let me let me give you an example. Back in 2015, we were working with a company selling fashion. Uh, clothes, apparel, and so on. So they they made something like $11 million and then 95% year-over-year growth rate in terms of the revenue. So that, those who are, that, that was the tip of the iceberg. They raised a lot of money and they've started to acquire more and more customers. They were very acquisition-focused. Uh, mm-hmm. But they weren't even monitoring customer retention. Oh, when, wow. When I got there, I've started to build a model Called the RFM model, recency, frequency, and monetary value, to segment their customers. And I, I, I got to the the, to the, the, the two, there were two founders. I talked to them, and I've said that your business is not healthy at all. So you need to you need to do something about the customer retention. Otherwise, look at these cohorts. The business is not going to be sustainable in a few months from now. And they 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 kind of believed it. But they weren't, they haven't changed dramatically the things. Four years after that, business was gone because of customer retention. So, you you need to look at which are the generating factors, right? Because you can't go to another planet to acquire customers, right? You need to, if your business model is around uh, fashion, you are selling clothes to ladies, though you you need a a big share of wallet from, from those ladies and you need them. To show off with the things that they are buying to their friends so that you can have more more of their friends coming up yeah yeah but if you don't do that then you 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 could be out of business like uh, like those uh th- those folks unfortunately uh were
0: well i that's a great example because i think you because two things i see this in business too when when someone has success and the success wanes it, it plateaus or whatever yeah They often think that they should double down rather than change strategy. And they will follow that off the cliff. They won't make that change. And that's a great example of it because it can, in significant businesses in e-commerce, this happens to. It's not just the startups. It's not just the one person, you know, reseller or something like that. It's significant businesses go out, out of business. Because they don't change, as you said, because they've got a business model problem, uh, and doing more of what they got them there is not going to get them out of that problem.
1: Yeah, we uh, there's a there's a beautiful saying about here: if you if you want to get out of the uh, of a hole, stop digging, right? So you need to to become aware about what's going on. L- take us a few steps back and look at the math behind your own business. And if you are the unfortunately. Does not a, uh, th- this is not such a sexy this discipline, right? To do customer yeah. research, to do to to nail now down the math, to look at uh, I, if I'm investing forty dollars to acquire a customer, in average, so that's the customer acquisition cost. And I used to have twenty dollars one year ago. Yeah. What? How much do I get from a customer, and how much have I got one year before? Because if you are making thirty nine dollars. And you are paying forty dollars that means for every customer every new customer yep. that you acquire you are losing one dollar so you need to do you need to fix that first because acquiring more customers is not going to solve your profitability that's the unit economic it's customer lifetime value versus customer acquisition cost and also yeah. it's the customer acquisition cost payback you are getting $100 and you are paying $40. But if that $100, you are getting them in one or two years from now, maybe you will not be around yeah. to to monetize, right? To get yeah. your investment back.
0: Yeah, because if it takes them two like you said, if it takes them two years to, to, for you to make $100 from each customer, uh, you may be gone in the, before you even hit the second year. Exactly. If your acquisition costs are ahead of it. And it is, it, this is really a, a fascinating point because there's a lot of people that wonder why some of the, they see some of these e-commerce brands raise a lot of capital and then go out of business. Because I think, I think my own opinion is that you take three years, five years ago when your customer acquisition costs were much less, you go in back even further, they're even less yeah, you could do that. You could raise capital and you could you could get a business to grow pretty aggressively by acquiring customers. But I think as you as you mentioned, the customer acquisition costs, especially on. You know, goods that aren't an expensive, I don't know of the right amount, you know, but but yeah. like you said, if you're if you're going to make one hundred dollars off your average customer and now my my cost to get that customer went from 20 to $40 I, and and that hundred dollars to make that hundred dollars takes me two years. My money that I raised from my VC or whatever to, to get me launched now only gets me to the point that I'm going out of business because I'm not getting that hundred dollars that I need to from them.
1: And it's also the inflation game here because the the cost uh, of money is different than it, uh, it it used to be. So basically it's a, it's a numbers game. And uh, I think we need to wake up to this new new reality. It's more competitive, and we, when it's more competitive, we need to to to, to nail down the math because it's not as it used to be one, two, three years ago. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the costs are going up. There are more competitors in the uh, in the space, and the planet has uh, not grew. I don't know two three times.
0: Yeah, so- yeah. The, there's got that many more people to buy from you. Yeah, I mean, we we've got some markets have opened up some, but not enough to make a tremendous difference in in the overall amount of people buying with e commerce. But the the uh, yeah, the interesting. I just I just really find it interesting that that you that example you have of the of the clothing company, the fashion company that grew so fast, grew 100 percent one year and then went out of business because of that because it is in the numbers. It is in um, just understanding how quickly am I going to make money from each individual customers? And like you're talking about with your the RFM model, the recency, frequency and monetization is, you know, how often do they come back? Cause that will tell yeah. me how quickly I'm going to make that money. Um, and then frequency. Can I get them to come back every week, every month, every, you know, six months, year that also helps you in that. And then what that looks like, what their typical buy is the first time compared to the second time, compared to the third time, because
1: That's if right. you're
0: selling, I had a, I a client when they sold uh, security gates. So a security gate is, You know, security gate can be anywhere from 700 US to 2,500, $4,000, right? So you buy the security gate and then I have, I might have a gate opener. I might have some remote controls. I might have other stuff that I buy over time, solar panels to run them, whatever it is. But it never really eclipses that initial investment that was the the money in there. So you really look at that long-term monetization of that product and understand how that's going to go. Whereas you could go into an apparel brand and if I had, okay, they bought shoes from me, but I also have, like we talked about the climber, I could get a whole bunch of other things. There could be Mm -hmm. higher, higher revenue items as it goes. The time goes on.
1: Yeah, Ah, that's right.
0: Super interesting.
1: Yeah. And also I think it's, uh, it's important to touch uh, 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 a subject uh, here for, for, for the audience uh, today, Damon is that, uh, as an e-commerce entrepreneur i've been a former e-commerce entrepreneur now, now i'm having this uh, th- this company with multiple uh, uh, business lines that are sustaining each other but as an e-commerce entrepreneur you need to mm, come to terms with yourself why are you doing this business are you doing this on the long run so that you can pass it to your nephews because if that's the key case you need to make it sustainable Highly mm-hmm. sustainable. If you are making it to sell it at some point, or to do IPO or whatever you want to do with it, yeah, you you also need to take into account the fact that uh, now we have this uh, customer value based uh, valuations where people, where the the investors are looking at the health of any business. They are looking at the future because that's why. They invest in a company to, to have a leverage on, their, on each of their dollars. They are looking for multiples mm-hmm. from free to whatever, 20x. So you need to also understand that this mathematical model is, uh, is helping you so that you can forecast properly. Because the CFOs, there are many accountants, there are many people which know the, the numbers game, but they don't know the customer-centric game. So you need to, to to have both both of those perspectives. You need the 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 finance perspective where you look at, at your P and L, you look you look if you're breaking even, you look at the Cogs and whatever. But you can you should also be looking at this perspective in terms of the cohorts of customers which are coming because we 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 have seen this uh, on my own entrepreneurial skin. Let's say yeah, I, yeah I've seen how hard it is to to uh, to fix a business. Once it's starting to 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 drift away, because it's uh, if you have a healthy business model, then as an entrepreneur you are just fine-tuning things, you know, you you, yeah. you just optimize the things. But if you're you're not having a sustainable business down the line, you you will be struggling. And the the, uh, the best thing to do, I think, it's uh, to 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 get a system which is working on autopilot to generate profit for you as an entrepreneur. You need to work like a movie director, you know, to have all the components over there and then let the actors do the game. But yeah. these are the customers, which if they have the, if you acquire the right customers with the right products and they have the buying habits from you, you have your share of wallet. Let's say if you're selling a sports apparel, your share of wallet is uh, pretty uh, significant in, their, uh, in what they are buying from your uh, particular niche, then you're there.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. And and it is, like you said, you have to have something that is a um, more repeatable system, systematic approach, because just going out and going, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna turn up our Google Ads, we're gonna adjust our Google ad strategy to get more customers is not viable long term. You know, it has to be the mixed approaches you're talking about with your and looking at the RFM and and the I really like what you're talking about, the customer-centric numbers around value per customer and how e-commerce company buyers are getting smarter looking at that in, in their quality of earnings and their analysis of the companies, their value in buying. And I think it's something that it is very relevant for the, the current owners to understand too, because they may have a company that looks pretty good on the outside, but if their customer value is, is waning and going down, there there's problems there that they don't even realize. Yeah. They don't even realize they're happening. That's a great point. The um, Oh man lots of good stuff running through my head now. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your online Academy. So you started an online Academy to help with customer value optimization, and you started yeah. with eight other e-commerce professionals or entrepreneurs as well. So,
1: yeah, yeah. So there are uh, practitioners, book authors, uh, experts in customer experience, in email marketing, in Facebook ads. We have Dennis Yu, which is a a master of uh, of uh, Facebook ads. We have uh, Chase Demon in the email marketing. We have Bob Mesta, which is uh, a Harvard business, business School professor and a book author on the jobs to be done methodology. Okay. And uh, we, we also have, so we have a lot of uh, cool people which are experts on a particular phase of the CVO methodology, wow. right? On the customer yeah. research, customer experience and so on. So we, we teamed up, we have people from uh, different countries we never met all of us yeah. you know uh, only yeah. on uh, <laughs> on uh, linkedin and on via via chat we had these uh, online uh, webinars and uh, we produced uh, around 20 hours of uh, really valuable content for any e-commerce entrepreneur or any uh, e-commerce manager or expert and we uh, mainly uh, realized how important was for for them. So at this moment we have around five hundred students, which uh, wow. they gave us some fabulous reviews, and we decided that this is a a, a, a business on its own. You know, this education yeah. component is now a business line for for our company, and we are helping a lot of uh, people not only uh, let's say continue. The same uh, local maximum uh, optimizations, but to level up their their understanding towards uh, towards business. And now we are training uh, based on the CVO Academy. We have uh, a lot of uh, agencies coming because they, there's a bloodbath on the agency arena. So yeah, uh, we have we have this uh, problem in the e-commerce market. There are a lot of uh, agencies which don't know what they're doing, and they now. They all they are doing is that they are, let's say, uh, budget uh, managers, right? So they, yeah, you give them, uh, I don't know, 10 20k, uh, per for to acquire customers, and all they do is tweaking out some uh, bids, tra- bids on, uh, on Google ads. But yeah. you can do this uh, as well. I mean, what's why are why should you pay them? So now they also wake up to this reality because as the customer acquisition costs were going up, they realized. Uh, the, the founders realized that I need to do something about it. And that something was to change the agency because they are they, they are responsible for that. And they go to the next agency and they are doing the same because you, you have to fix the whole business model and that's not yeah. the job of the agency. However, if you're a data-driven agency and if you know what's your customer in needing You know, what's the need of your customer? You can differentiate dramatically to to them and you you can actually help that customer because maybe acquiring one more customer uh, with a cock, which is not justifying the CLV is not the way way to go. So basically I foresee a future where agencies are becoming literate in what an e-commerce actually means and how an e-commerce grows. And then the conversation is not going to be more about Traffic and clicks and ROAS, which is a stupid metric from my perspective, with this uh, yeah. uh, lack of tracking and lack of understanding about the real cost. Because you, you when you see it, when you see ROAS, you don't take into account your overhead, your wages of your people. You you don't take those into account, and you think that you're making money, but maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. So basically, I foresee a future where people are becoming literate in a uh, uh, customer value optimization basically that's why we have built it
0: yeah yeah that's something you had a lot in there you had a lot in there because it it, it is it's not just about acquiring customers and and you are right it, a lot of marketing agencies are really running into the problem that are that are pay-per-click kind of agencies for customer acquisitions. It's uh, adjusting their programs to try to get more clicks, or, or but they really may not be getting that, that re- return on their ad spend. And yeah. then that really doesn't mean anything, the return on ad spend, because if you're not making money at the end of the day on the ad spend after you sell the products, it really doesn't matter. Cause that, that, you know, so if my, so let's just look at this. So if your ad spend went up double and you got good return on your ad spend, you still might be losing money because your cost may have gone up on the other side too of your products. And, and, and like in the U S oh my goodness, our shipping has gone up tremendously. Yeah, it's like, five times. Yeah, it's like it's just crazy. It's like it same. It cost you like four dollars to ship something, and now it's ten dollars to ship something. And and uh, and at at mass, I mean, a lot. And and uh, and then when you even when these e-commerce in the U.S. when we're we're importing uh, product from say China or something like that, our container costs they went from you know three years ago they were like three thousand. Maybe four thousand yeah. dollars now it's twenty some thousand dollars. It's like when you figure and you just figure the cost of that per per item you have in that container, that's a lot of money. even if you yeah. had ten thousand items in that container, it's still because that item's not that expensive. it's it's crazy what these things all together like you said yeah. your 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 Ross is just it's a number, but it doesn't tell you anything really. It tells you one side or one part. Is all
1: yeah and with the with the tracking problem with the cookies as well it's uh, also more biased because you couldn't rely on Facebook ads to 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 do the proper reporting but now it's yeah. worse than it used to be
0: Wow yeah so I've, I've known some people and this was two years ago I interviewed Kevin Williams is it's a guy we've known for a lot of years that he started talking about this before the iOS came out and stuff and talking about the first part first party customer data and really understanding yeah. that and working with i see several companies now that are many companies now probably i only me i only see a few but um that i would think is a is a hot topic as well as really having your own data about your customers as much as you can to really understand them and their buying habits and what what they really are looking for is getting more and more important as well
1: yeah it's a uh, uh, it's a new game and i think uh, the uh, the fundamentals should be uh, should be more important right now i mean you, we should prioritize what uh, what really matters and if we if we don't measure what matters then we can't improve what matters because that's yeah. the first step right you can't yeah. uh, lose weight if you don't uh, weigh yourself
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great point there. And something that I use myself. So the, uh, so if people are interested in your Academy, I'm going to put the link to the Academy in this too, because I think it's, it's really a man, your holistic approach to this. I really, when we first talked, when we first were going over this, I was so impressed by it because it's not just turn up the ads and get more, you know, that, like you said a lot of people have told that's have been told the way to do it and this balanced plan of really making sure that you're you're generating lifetime value you're spending yes you're acquiring customers but you're retaining them and the word of mouth by doing the right the doing good service good products and and making sure your customers are happy i think this is the long term solution for d2c business uh, businesses to be successful for many decades no matter what okay. happens so well valentine this has been really it's so interesting and just awesome to be able to talk to you and and if if I didn't say it enough this is valentine radu from omniconvert he has been talking today about customer lifetime value optimization customer value optimization he's been talking about his cvo academy where they train um people to really understand customer value optimization and teach some of the tools around that. Uh, and that was started with, with eight 8 e-commerce professionals in different areas from around the globe to, to really pull the best of the best together into that Academy. And I will have the, the link to that in the, in the comments as well. Any parting thoughts here, Valentine? for someone who's sitting here going, Man, this is, this is a lot. Where do they go next to, to find a yep. bit more about this?
1: Uh, We have free courses on the CVO Academy. I strongly recommend to start with those uh, those courses. We have uh, one in, uh, it, it's a mini course, and it's also a course on the customer behavior. Ah. It's pretty easy, straightforward. They can learn more about it. And I think uh, uh, the... The best investment that you could do over there in your life is to become smarter, is to learn more about yeah. what you've decided to do with your life. And my 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 last uh, uh, the the last thing that I want to share with you is that uh, I've been an I am an ex-poor kid from Bucharest, Romania. I the only thing that I uh, that I got was to leverage my own brain. But if if you're not pooring. The right content in your brain is not like you're not feeding your, your machine. So I, I, I've I changed my life over and over and over again based on the things that I've learned and then I've experimented it, I, I, I've applied. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a business professional, uh, see how you can level up your game because that kind of investment has a lot of uh, multiples. It's uh, you. You will you leverage your own life, and you, all the 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 life that you you dream about does nothing compared to the life that you can get if you improve the way you think. That's yeah. that that's something that I think we should be all taking into account.
0: That was incredible, man. I really, that is so true. I mean, you got to level up your, your thinking and the way you look at the world if you want to really drive yourself and your, and your business success. And one of the things I, I did, I did want to um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that's just, that's great. And I think that if, if people want to reach out, look at, like I said, the CVO Academy, uh, OmniConvert will have the links in there. That was so great. That was, that was such awesome at the end there. It is what you feed your mind. It is going through and learning this. And I think even things now, one of the things that I, that I will say about places like the CVO Academy, as, as an executive in a business, one of the biggest questions that executives, I think as I was running businesses prior and, and e-commerce businesses is that am I doing the right thing? Am I making the right decision? Because we spend a lot of money as executives and understanding the fundamentals that you're teaching in something like the CVO Academy or even maybe they can get it from the free courses. They should try that and do It's so important as an executive in in an e-commerce company or any company really to get smart enough in what you're thinking about to make wise spending decisions and investing in your money properly. And that's why I really, I think it's so cool that you've done this and put together the CBO Academy and your free resources to help people. So um, just encourage entrepreneurs out there. If, if you're looking for a way to really uh, consider customer value opt- or customer lifetime value optimization, go ahead and give the CBO Academy a try and see what they've got going on. But Valentine, thanks so much. Uh, Valentine Radu Omni Convert CBO Academy, great for having you today. Here today, I'm going to shut down our LinkedIn Live. Just hang out for a minute, and we'll talk when we're done. Thanks, everyone, for being here. We'll be back again.
1: Thanks, Damon.